Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. It's good to be back again. Once again, we realize that God still has a purpose for our lives because we're breathing and we're yet able to praise him. And so let's give the Lord a praise. He is so worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord, for being so good, for being so kind. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Well, brothers and sisters, as I always do, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm concerned about um, Ukraine and I continue to keep them in my prayers and you should too. We have to continue to pray, number one, that their will to fight and will to be a sovereign nation will continue to come to the forefront, that they will not take back, that they will continue to fight uh, with a ferociousness, uh, with a strength that, um, that only a people who is being, um, who is being tortured and tormented and and being, um, you know, and, and their country is being taken over. Only people like that can fight the way they're fighting. So we pray God's anointing be upon them to continue to bless them, to strengthen them. And uh, matter of fact, let's just pray for Ukraine. Father, we continue to lift up Ukraine. We thank you so much for the will that you gave them, Lord, to be able to fight and not lay down. Lord, but to call upon your name, Father God, as they fight this morning, we continue to lift them up to you. As your people all around the world call on you, Lord, on Ukraine's behalf, we ask that you would continue to bless and strengthen them and help them, Lord, that you would continue to move on their behalf, Lord, that you will continue to, uh, to bless them, and Lord, that you would confound Russia's army, confuse them, Lord where they can't do anything but withdraw. We continue to pray, Lord, that you would take the sleep away from Vladimir Putin. And Father God, that you would do what's necessary to him to let these people go. You've dealt with pharaohs and kings and people who thought that they were the know-all be-all. You've already dealt with folks like that. You know exactly how to deal with them. So we put him in your capable hands right now in the name of Jesus. Now, I ask that you continue to help Ukraine, Lord. Um, they have so many needs. Lord, they have uh, medical needs, food needs. Um, they have burial needs. Uh, they, it's just so many things. So we pray that their needs would be met, Lord, that you would send the right people to help them right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, I, I tell you, that just weighs heavily on my heart every day. And, you know, I do. I continue to pray. And, uh, and I know that God hears us. And so our weapon is to continue to pray on their behalf. And then they be strengthened to fight this war. And so we can end this thing. And so that's what we're looking forward to. But today... I want to I want to talk to you about uh, I've been really talking about uh, Jesus and just the fact that, you know, we do need uh, we need him to intervene on our behalf. We need miracles. We need a lot of different things. But I wanted to go back to when Jesus, um, as he's coming out of a town or as he's going through a town um, and there's a man that comes up to Jesus, one of the rulers 
in fact, uh, comes up to Jesus and he asks him to heal him, heal his, uh, his daughter. He said that his daughter was at home sick and could be dead. Lord, would you heal her? And as Jesus is uh, going to this ruler's home, you know, he's got this huge crowd. Anytime Jesus showed up on the scene, there was a huge crowd. Let me do this before we even go there. Lord, bless your word today. Give me the revelation necessary. Bless the ears to hear. Bless me to speak in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as they're on their way there, there's a huge crowd that's following Jesus. They heard the ruler ask Jesus to come and heal his daughter. And so Jesus is on his way. And as he's walking, there's a woman who interrupts. <laughs> Jesus is on his way to perform a miracle uh, in this man's house. I believe his name was Jairus. Jairus. And uh, he's going to Jairus' house to perform a miracle. But then something happens something incredible happens there's a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years she hadn't figured out how to stop the bleeding the doctors can't figure it out she she was obviously a very wealthy woman at one time but she spent all she had to get the doctors to try to come up with a cure but they couldn't and so this woman she interrupts this whole thing, man. Jesus is headed to heal Jairus' daughter. He's on his way there to heal her. And here comes this woman. She interrupts the whole uh, process. Now, what's amazing about this is that Jesus, he could have kept walking. But when this woman touched him, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you have to visualize the Bible when you're, when you're reading it, and when you're trying to figure out, you know, how does this apply to me today? You have to try to really picture it, and I try to picture it in my mind. This big crowd of people, and you know, when you get a crowd out, and you can go to a, a political rally, or you can go to a parade, or go to just a, a busy downtown area, where. You just have a crowd of people. Picture that. Now picture Jesus. He is, I mean, he's trying to get to the crowd. The people adore him. They're trying to get to him. They're trying to touch him. They want to be part of the of the now. They want to be uh, part of the miracle. So they're around to see what he's going to do. And he's got a lot of people following him to see. You know, he's got people um, that... We're told uh, that this man does miracles. Let's come and see. So all these people were there for many different reasons, right? But mainly to see him perform miracles. And, and I mean, all of this is going on. They're pushing on him and trying to get to him. And then this woman, she comes through the crowd, probably crawling on her knees or as best she could to get through the crowd because she didn't want to be seen anyway. So she, uh, she gets... She gets to him and she touches him. Now, through all of this, Jesus is headed to Jairus' house to do a miracle, right? And this woman interrupts the process. And he looks around after she touches him. She can feel within herself that she's healed. I mean, something feels different. 
something touched her because when she touched the hem of his garment, the power of God went through her and healed her. And she recognized that something happened. Something is different. So she is, I mean, really scared to death because, <laughs> because she knew that if they found out that she had been bleeding, she was on a menstrual cycle for 12 years. If they found out, they could stone her. So she was scared. And finally, when Jesus said, who touched me? The woman confessed and said, I did, Lord. And he looked at her and he said, go in peace. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And she was healed. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes when you want something from the Lord, you just got to ignore everything around you so that you can get it. You have to ignore the people around you, the naysayers. You have to ignore the folks who don't believe. You have to ignore the fact that people don't believe that Jesus still heals today. You got to ignore all the noise so that you can get to Jesus. And this is what this woman did. She ignored everything around her. Everything around her probably told her it's useless. Don't do it. Don't try to do it. Stay away from it. If you do, you're going to get yourself killed. Well, guess what? She's dying anyway. So anyway, she gets to this point and she says, I'm going for it. And she did. And when she touched Jesus, his garment, she was healed. Now I imagine she didn't want to touch him because she didn't want to make him unclean. So she just wanted to touch just a part of his garment. Lord, so you wouldn't even recognize that I touched you. Just this part right here. And I'll be made whole. And she believed it and she received it. And that's what we have to do today. Sometimes you just have to go for it, baby. You got to go for it because when you're going through situations, you're going through circumstances, your back is up against the wall. Maybe you got you got a sickness going on in your body. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something that's killing you. Diabetes, uh, uh, high blood pressure. But to the extent now that you can't even take medication to control it and you find yourself in a situation where your sugar is out of control, you know, or uh, your blood pressure is too high and, it, and you can't bring it down. Man, it, it's the desperation time. It's time now to say, Lord, I need you. It's time. Well, these are the times that you get desperate and that you'll fight through everything to get to Jesus. So now here's what's amazing. Jesus is headed to Jairus' house to heal this young lady who is laying at the point of death. And so they continue the journey. And as they get to this house, these professional mourners are inside and they're crying and, and yelling and, and screaming, I guess, you know, because they've already determined that this young girl, she's going to die. And she did. So she's dead. And uh, they, Jesus asked, uh, asked Jairus, where is she? She's laying in this room. And he goes, to, he goes over there to her. And they said, Lord, she's dead. Trouble and master is no longer. She's dead. He said, fear not, only believe. And as they go over there, he tells them the damsel is not dead. They laugh him to scorn. I mean, they go from professional crying and yelling and screaming and, and 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 all that craziness to laughing him to scorn now you know they got to be professional mourners because how do you go from uh crying and sobbing and belly aching 
to just gut-wrenching laughter because you said, he said that the girl's not dead. Well, one thing they didn't recognize about Jesus, it really didn't matter if she was dead or not, because the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in him, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So he's already, he's already the life. So that that's not even the issue anymore. Jesus is the life. And so he's the resurrection. So even though she was dead, she gonna live. So Jesus spoke to her and told her to arise. My girl got up and, and he presented her to him. Now, get what he did, though. Before he did that, he kicked them all out. You know, he didn't want any prof uh, professional mourners around. He didn't want these folks around that uh, that didn't have any faith. They're just there to make matters worse. So he kicked them out. And when he did, he raised her from the dead. And she was totally healed and made whole of the plague that killed her in the first place. So, but look what Jairus has had to endure. First of all, he had to continue to believe, he had to believe Jesus to go get him in the first place. And then as he's going there, he's saying, come on, man, let's go heal my daughter. And Jesus said, hang on, let me, let me take care of this little, this little woman over here. And I know he's anxious and he wants to get to his daughter, hurry up before she dies. And, and Jesus stops and he wants to acknowledge that this woman touched him. And, and, uh, and Jairus is saying, are you serious? Man, my daughter's dying. And then all these people met Jesus as he's going to Jairus' house. They come and say, Master, trouble the master no longer. Your daughter is dead. And then Jesus looks at him and said, ah, don't believe the noise, Jairus. It's all good. I got this. And I can imagine Jairus hanging on every word Jesus said. And so as they're headed there, and he gets there. You know, he walks in, he puts the professional mourners out, and he heals his daughter. And I'm going to tell you, that's a lesson for us. No matter what it looks like, man, just understand that, first of all, God got the power to do anything. And yes, he does still heal today. He still does miracles today. He's the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. And I don't care what situation you're in right now. It really doesn't matter. If your back is up against the wall, if time is running out, it really doesn't matter. He said it. He's the resurrection and the life. He that believed on, him, on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Do you know that for this reason was the Son of Man manifested to destroy the works of the devil? That the Bible says Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. So he's there. He's here right now and he's ready to heal. So it doesn't matter where you are and what you're going through. Maybe you are hooked on drugs. Maybe you're hooked on a lot of things. Maybe you can't stop drinking. Maybe you just hooked on stupid. Maybe you hooked on a lot of things and you need the Lord. Now is the time and this is the place. Take a chance. It doesn't matter where you are. This Jesus who died for us, this Jesus who was raised from the dead, 
This Jesus who defeated death and hell and the grave, and he arose from the dead with all power in his hands. This Jesus is waiting on you. The Jesus that poured out his love on the cross. This Jesus that loved you from the foundation of the world. This Jesus that knew you from your mother's womb. This Jesus that created you from the dust of the earth. This Jesus who loves you dearly is right here waiting on you. So I'm going to say right now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, man, it's time to get to know him. Say this with your mouth. If you want to know him, say this with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to live my life for you. I repent of my sins and I accept you now. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, man, you are a child of the Most High God. And I'm telling you, it's time now to find you a good Bible-believing church. Get you a good Bible. And man, let's start this journey with the Lord. It is that time. And I'm telling you, God is going to open your eyes and reveal to you the things that you never thought were possible. And so, Lord, those who receive you right now, I ask that you open their eyes to their relationship with you. Father, that you would bless them immensely today. Whatever they're in, Lord, bring them out. And Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, it's awesome. Welcome to the family of God. Well, until next time. This is Brother Leonard saying have a great day. Love you.